what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week. I love you guys. I mean, you guys are relentless. (laughs) You guys show up. And then I've got all these newer listeners. Uh, We just surpassed, I think it was about 7.2 million downloads. So I appreciate you guys for showing up. Newer listeners, I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you. You can always reach out on Instagram at Matt Gottesman. I do answer every single text, reply, response, DM that I can uh, when I see it. And of course, you guys can also follow me at mattgottesman.substack.com. Love writing over there and just connecting with all of you guys there. And there's a lot of other things happening. But uh, newer listeners, this podcast does not glorify or glamorize success. And I will never do it. I vouch <laughs> from the very beginning to never glorify it. And the reason being is because I cannot define success and none of my guests can define it for you either. That's something that you're just going to have to figure out for yourself. It just, it's a soul thing. It's a path thing. It's yours to cultivate. And you don't want anybody to tell you how to do it. It just, it will never be the same as you doing it. And so that's why each week we have conversations with others too that are, what are they experiencing? Is it their first venture, their 50th venture? they quit a whole other profession or thought of another profession and go into something different. Um, you know, what's the pivot and how many pivots happen and that's life. We're going to be continuously pivoting. And so my OG listeners will tell you that's how we get down and we're at almost 450 episodes deep. So it's been uh, quite a, a wild ride. And, uh, I just appreciate you guys. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions or if you guys want any topics covered or any particular guests, et cetera. I always appreciate it. And I have another incredible guest today, Aaliyah Covino. She's an entrepreneur, founder of Body Politic. And we're going to talk about uh, if you have a dream or a vision, taking a leap. And you're going to figure out the stuff along the way. So this is a perfect, perfect uh, theme for all of you listeners too, because I think a lot of people think that we have it all figured out. And, uh, one of my business partners said the other day online, he goes, none of us have it figured out. And I keep telling you guys that for like eight years online, like none of us have it figured out. We just have the hunger to figure it out. I'd much rather have that responsibility than giving it to somebody else. Right. And so uh, taking a leap, it's not necessarily all about sometimes again, the glamorization of, you know, quit everything and just dive right in. I mean, yes, some occasions call for that. Other people can transition roles. It's just about being genuinely curious for the thing that is calling you, right? Your calling is calling. You're going to have to answer it sooner or later. And if you don't, you're going to always be feeling it calling you. Just throwing that out there. So Aaliyah, has, uh, she's a, a fitness enthusiast and has had a love affair with group fitness classes since 15 years old. And she signed up for her first gym membership in order to prepare for a Miss New Jersey team. And the cardio equipment was fun, but she really looked forward to the group classes that were offered. And, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit there, uh, everything from, you know, kickboxing to cycling, uh, she won the pageant. She had a love affair, it didn't end, and she continued taking group fitness. Teaching or running fitness business was never in the plan. Isn't that how it always works? <laughs> I'm looking over and just like, you know, nodding like, yeah, it's never in the plan, by the way. None of our stuff usually is. And then 
uh, at least in the beginning, right? She studied international studies at the University of Miami, uh, finished a law degree at Florida International University, and is a licensed attorney in both Florida and Illinois. For any of you people out there, I don't think she's practicing though. So <laughs> she also worked in high-end luxury hotels for 15 years in both South Beach, Miami, and downtown Chicago. And it was in Chicago over seven years ago where she took her first Legree class. And she, we're gonna talk about what Legree is. It is not Pilates. Not Pilates. It's not Pilates. Just putting that out there. So if you guys are Googling it even before we get through the episode, don't, just wait. Uh, she was immediately enamored with the method and it's like any other, unlike any other workout she experienced. Uh, very intense but safe, well-rounded workout with undeniable results. And so within months of being a Legree client, she became certified to teach and quickly became a highly sought after instructor in Chicago in both Legree and eventually cycling. And obsessed with the method, she would seek classes all over the country, traveling to cities that offered them studying the method. That's serious. Uh, Market research. That's mastery. Yeah. That's mastery. So, um, you know, <laughs> fast forwarding, I'm like trying to get back on. I'm, I'm, you have an incredible bio, by the way. So it's Thank living you. in Chicago at the start of the 2020 pandemic, you realized two things. Firstly, it was important to be as close to family as possible. And secondly, it was time to act on this dream of starting your own studio. Feeling like there was no time to waste, you relocated to Scottsdale. So we are live here in the studio and you immediately got to work. And fast forward, Body Politic is getting ready to open its doors Saturday, November 12th, 2022 for any of my, and I have, we have a lot of Phoenix Scottsdale people here on the, on, in the audience. If you're not in Phoenix Scottsdale, now you know where to go when you get here. That's right. And uh, blending the best of fitness and hospitality industries, offering experience and workout that are unmatched. Um, I love it because you had, uh, so first of all, international studies, that was my, mm. my entire background. No way. Yeah, and an and MBA in it. And wow. so it's interesting, yeah. Um, but it's interesting to, in a way, we are doing it. Mm -hmm. We're taking a love of something completely different and applying it internationally. <laughs> my question for you is, what did you see yourself doing? Uh, honestly, it was the internet. Um, it was in, and really, this, should, this show is really about you. We're going to get back to you in a second. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but, you know, it was uh, 1999, and I loved the concept of the internet. And I was at the University of Arizona um, after getting rid of the whole idea of free law. I went right into international business. And the guidance counselors were like, well, what would you want to do? I'm like, something with the internet. And they're like, you know, this isn't like, major what, for you, right? They're like, what do we, you know, what do you, what do you mean? What do you do with that? I'm like, well, international business. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you have one country online and then you have another country online and they, you know, can do business faster because of the internet. <laughs> and there, and it was, it was weird because I was looked at as stupid, you know, not, not really. That we're not. Yeah. They just, they couldn't, it just couldn't click. And so the first thing I actually chose was the music industry. So I went to work for Virgin Records in Beverly Hills. And that was all, <laughs> I, as quickly as I got in, as, as quickly as I got out, uh, we're going to move along from that conversation. You know, that doesn't need our attention, but mm. Um, I would love for you to go as far back as you want to go. Some people go all the way back to, you know, you were born on a fine spring day to whatever that, a pivotal moment. You can pick whatever you want, but clearly you knew, even though you were doing some things, mm -hmm. something wasn't lining up, you know, and, and then it was just a matter of time until you're like, you know what, I want to do this over here. Yeah. I would, so you can go way before then, but I would love for you to just kind of walk us through a little bit of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think we can go back as far as, as starting a career in law. Um, I went to school in Miami. I was originally from New Jersey, moved to Miami. They had an incredible international law program at the school I went to, which was University of Miami. Um, did it because I was, I was genuinely interested in it. Um, also kind of did it because it's 
probably sounded good. It was something that I thought I should do. Um, you're 18, right? You don't know what you want to do. Or some people I'm sure do, but um, at the time it, it sounded like the right path to take. Um, and then naturally from there, law school was the next step and genuinely loved my education, um, invaluable. I would, wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back and change it. Um, but when I got out of law school, I sat for two bar exams and kind of felt a loss after that. I went on some job interviews. I think I was uh, applying uh, to jobs for almost a year. And at the time, the market wasn't great. Um, I probably graduated law school at a time when the, the market was at its worst for attorneys. There was an influx of us coming into the job market and the jobs that were offered weren't going to pay back my student loans. So I got kind of frustrated and I honestly, looking back at it now, I probably didn't give it enough of my time and attention um, because there was some sort of disconnect. I wasn't resonating with the offers I was getting or the prospects of practicing law. Um, so I fell back on a career in hospitality that I had done all throughout school, easy money, working for really wonderful hotels um, in both South Beach and Chicago. Um, working three days a week, making more money doing that than I would as an attorney and had the freedom to live a life that I wanted to live, going on vacation, um, seeing my friends, and then eventually pursuing a side hustle in fitness. Um, fitness was always something that was, uh, I was very passionate about. I would attend those group classes, like you mentioned in my bio, um, very, very frequently. And uh, it, it happened very quickly where I discovered that maybe I should focus some attention there. Like if that's what's pulling me, maybe I should, I should really pay attention to that. So what, what started as a side hustle then became a full-time gig. Uh, I was teaching full-time fitness in Chicago for about three years prior to the pandemic. Um, and then the pandemic uh, happened to put a halt on everything, uh, including those three jobs that I was working. I was teaching full-time fitness and I was also working for a uh, big hotel. So I had a very cush job. Um, I probably wouldn't have left if the pandemic didn't happen and force me to. Um, so this takes us to May 2020. I come out to Scottsdale, Arizona to visit my family who I hadn't seen in months. Um, and that's when the wheels really started turning for me. I, uh, during the few months of the pandemic, I was kind of at this pivot point. I knew I didn't want to go back working the jobs that I was working. I, uh, I felt very stuck. I felt like I wasn't going to progress in the things that I was doing. I um, knew I had to make a change. I just wasn't sure what it was. And I wasn't ready to necessarily take that leap. I was very comfortable. Uh, so the pandemic actually was a positive for me. I, I know it was not for many, many people, but um, I chose to turn it into a positive and take that time to reevaluate where I was going. How was that during, because there's a lot of stories where people said the same thing. Mm -hmm. It really does depend on the um, perspective. It depends on where people, what season they were at. Right. You know, it was a time for reflection whether mm -hmm. people chose it or not. Yes. Yeah. So what happened? I um, actually, a, a few months into the pandemic, I decided I was going to get back into law. This was my time to really pursue it. I was going to start <laughs> applying to jobs. I was going to get back in on, on it. And uh, 
I was doing all the things I needed to do. I had some continuing education to catch up on. I started exploring the job opportunities in Chicago and I was not excited. I was, I wasn't um, fired up by that. So I had come out here to visit my family. I, uh, of course, they were trying very hard to get me to move out here to be close to them and uh, bless their heart. <laughs> I was very adamant about staying in Chicago. I was like, there's, there's nothing um, pulling me here except you guys just yet. Um, so I'm happy in Chicago, but I got the idea of this studio. I found out a studio was closing because of the pandemic and it, it kind of got the wheels turning maybe I'll look into that location. Maybe I'll look into buying their machines. Um, this was always something I wanted to do. It just never really made sense for me in Chicago. And once I got that idea in motion, it kind of started snowballing. Like I, I got really excited about it. I uh, started doing the legwork. I started reaching out to brokers to see if I can look at spaces, um, all the things I needed to do initially. And it was it was so interesting. I was so fired up to do that. I, I couldn't ignore it. And I, I just kept going with it. And typically, once you start moving in something, I think this is the because a lot of people are always preparing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the leap is really just the doing. Right. Because once you start moving in it, it's funny how the things that are trying to get in start coming in. Mm -hmm. And that's why when, when people always say like, oh, well, you know, you know, what will I do and how will this and I'm like, there's a reason you don't know. Yeah. You're not moving in it yet. Mm -hmm. And when you move in it, then it will be revealed to you. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Right. And I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned that earlier, um, because if you let that stop you from doing something, you'll never start. Right. You and I both know that. Um, and actually, those things that you don't know can actually help you. Yeah. So yeah, less bias. There's less bias. You might do something differently than someone else, right? Yeah. So had had I thought about all the obstacles that were then going to stand in my way, I would have I would have never started. Right. That's it, right there. The the bias kicks in of like, oh, you know what? If I'm going to encounter that, no, they encountered that. Mm -hmm. That's not to say you will. In fact, you don't even know if they are actually even following their path. It just might have been sexy as an idea for them. Right. But this is actually for you. Yes. And so that's where you know inputs from other people are so tough. Yeah. And I like when you say for you because I honestly believe that. If something is for you, things start falling into place. Yeah. I mean, we, we work very hard at what we're building, but things also do fall into place to show you that you're on the right path. Yeah. Oh, always. I had a, a said a little while ago. It's like if you're having trouble seeing the signs, ask for the billboard. Mm, and sure like enough, that. sure enough, like the things fall into place and you're like, of course, mm -hmm. of course, you know. Yeah. Um, what was that like in terms of you're now moving in it? things are coming to fruition, or I mean, at least they're, they're starting to come into clarity, yeah. right? Yeah, a bit. So I, I had been out here for a week's vacation. Uh, the ball started rolling, um, but I also had a life back in Chicago. And <laughs> intuitively, maybe something was telling me, you need to look at this and maybe you need to explore this. But I also had a whole life in Chicago that I was then gonna be stepping away from. Um, eventually my jobs were gonna hire me back whenever, when the world opened back up. Right. I was in a relationship at the time and that person was not going to move out here to Arizona with me. They made it uh, clear <laughs> that that wasn't going to be a part of the plan. Um, and I had my my friends. Uh, so I was stepping away from a life. I had to pack up my entire life, move out here to a place that was very um, new. I, I hadn't lived here before. Um, 
it was helpful that my family was already here. So that was a big draw. Um, so logistically, it was going to take a lot to get here. And then that was before all the business planning, the uh, finding a space, figuring out how I was actually going to do this. That's the part that most people, I think, and I understandably so get stuck on is they're leaving all the identity behind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's not even a bad one. Sometimes people are forced because they're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's harder, I think, when it's something that feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels comfortable. It yeah. feels good. It feels still like something's missing, but it mm -hmm. feels good. Yeah, and, you're and, very comfortable. Right, and letting letting that go. How How was that for you? Like in terms of, I mean, did they understand? Did, did your old life, including your old self, mm -hmm. understand what you were about to do? I think so on some level. Um, I knew it was going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think the timing helped, right? So the world was shut down. Life right. in Chicago was not what it was a few months prior. Uh, so it made it a little bit easier to walk away from that. Um, but I also knew, I think for those eight years that I was living in Chicago and not really living my purpose or yeah. what I thought my purpose was, I was then running towards it. Yeah. It was too loud to ignore when I would go back to Chicago and try to ignore the idea of coming out here, opening the studio and pursuing it. Um, it would just like be always in the back of my mind. And then I'd be like Googling to like figure something out to take the next steps. And I was like, why am I, why am I focusing my energy on this? Why am I not excited to then pursue law and stay where I'm at? Right. And it's in all things. I had a, a, a solo podcast episode last week about um, stepping up into it even when you're not that person yet. Because mm -hmm. that's how you become that person. But you know, it, you that. feel it. You yeah. feel it and you felt it. And, and it's an interesting energy because it can't really be explained. I think, um, and I would say it's, uh, people are always looking for data, data, data. Like mm -hmm. I need, like, well, how do you know? They want proof. I just know. Yeah. Well, what do you mean, how do you know? It's like, my soul can't give you data, but I tell you what, I'll give yeah. you data when the results come in, yeah. you know? And, and, and I get it. I think mm -hmm. people are so used to um, using other information, other inputs. And some people that helps. And but some I people think, that helps. I think it sounds you're very similar. I, I base a lot of my decisions off of intuition. Yes. Definitely a logical person and definitely need to to see some sort of proof. Um, but my intuition has hasn't led me astray. So so I, I tend to listen to that. And this was one of those moments. Correct. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'll hedge every now and then <laughs> I, yeah. I call it a hedge where it's like, um, I you know, what's the difference? I guess I'll ask you this. What do you think is the difference between fear and intuition? And I'll tell you what I what Ooh, I, yeah. I never really thought of that. Um, I think with intuition, you're going to feel fear, but you're going to do it anyway, right? right. So fear, um, I think in, intuition is like, almost you feel it physically sometimes, yeah. like you feel it like in your gut. That's yeah. like, that comes from somewhere. And um, in the situations where I've been fearful, there's something higher than carrying me to, to yes. then pursue it. 100%. Maybe that's intuition. A hundred percent. I, you know, I was asked that, uh, from somebody online that said for me, same, uh, I know mm. I can feel it. Mm. I know it. Yeah. I know it. How I know when it's fear, I negotiate with it. Ah, it's when I negotiate with it or I negotiate with God. Okay. I know it like, cause I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, well, 
but I want this thing. <laughs> or, <laughs> but this feels good. Yeah. Or, but mm, really, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'll try to negotiate it to fit um, versus moving with just knowing. You know, right. we know, we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so practicing listening to that intuition, uh, how has that been for you? Because I, I think that it is a practice. You get people who say, well, follow your intuition. You get you know, usual advice that you know, all gurus and experts all say. I'm like, do you ever want to talk about, I don't know, the journey of actually practicing that? Because it is a practice. Yeah, it is a practice. Uh, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I, like I mentioned, those eight years, yeah. maybe I was not listening to my intuition. Right. And there was a reason why I felt very stuck. Um, I think that if something like that fires you up, that's when you know. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you have to step into it and, and really pursue being comfortable without knowing all the details. I wrote a couple mm-hmm. of notes before the show. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, being comfortable without knowing all the details. Yeah. Let's talk about that for okay. a minute. <laughs> I like you know, that. Because, um, and then we, we kind of started about the fact that it's like, you you know, you don't always know. You're just, you, that's that's kind of when we're building things. Um, but I also look at it as such an opportunity of, if I'm gonna intentionally build this thing, how would I do it? And then what I don't know, I wanna be comfortable with not knowing it. So as it's presented to me, I can figure out what I want to do with that information. Yeah. I mean, that's really good advice. Be comfortable with not knowing how to do something, right? We learn as we go. (laughs) Exactly. And that prepares you for the other obstacles that you're going to encounter in life. I think being an entrepreneur really does uh, give you a lot of life lessons, right? So like we, we encounter so much along this journey of entrepreneurship that um, you learn to pivot, right? And you learn to to roll with the punches because the punches are going to be frequent. Um, so so being comfortable with not knowing is is important. But they're but they're be honest. They're not really as bad as I think people are sometimes making up the narrative in their head yeah. of why they don't want to pursue the things that they want to pursue because right. they're like, oh my god, like what if it doesn't go right? Yeah. And I'm like, you're living what doesn't go right. Like, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, if if they're not enjoying what they're doing, I mean, uh-huh. um, as like you're just comfortable in a system or in an infrastructure that somebody else made for you and. Are you really yeah, enjoying how's that going that? for how's you? How's that going for you? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> you already know how I feel about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think I think people naturally have this narrative in there, and, and it's easy for all of us to do that. I mean, I, I'll say for me, uh, for the longest time until I really created extreme discipline, um, it time. Right? We always have this uh, idea of, oh my god, that's gonna take forever. Well, no, you just don't know the details yet. And I remember I got like completely sideswiped once here in the studio. It took me about eight months, nine months to want to do something in particular uh, to for the show that we need to do. And I was so worried about how long it was going to take. I'm like, I don't know the details. I'll, you know. So speaking of not knowing the details, I finally asked one of the executive producers, "Hey, can we can we set some time aside to actually just make this happen?" He's like, "Yeah." And then it takes us twenty minutes. Wow. Twenty minutes to schedule a meeting uh, for the next. Oh no no. I'm going to answer your part. It's like the, where, what you, we said, wow, too. 20 minutes to schedule the meeting for next Thursday. I'm walking out that door and I'm like, hey, out of curiosity, like what does it take to have to like get this, you know, uploaded and, and figured out within this other platform? And he goes, hang on a second. Turns to Google. Googles it. He's like, mm, one second. Takes a link. Drops it in. He goes, I think it's done. Wow. Eight, <laughs> All eight that anxiety. months. Eight months and twenty minutes. Wow! And I was like, a lesson." Thank you, God. 
is like it's perfect like with the narrative in our head is never what it is yeah almost never and that's a great lesson to say if there's something that you really want you just need to start right right and so um okay here's the best so I, out of the things that you didn't see so far because you're getting ready to you're, gonna, you're getting ready to open here soon mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you didn't see that you were like all right that was fun <laughs> that was a challenge you know <laughs> um there's been many um there's been many so so backtrack to coming out here, uh, getting the idea to start the studio. I had a lot of obstacles to overcome. Um, I didn't have necessarily the money to open a fitness studio, so I had to convince a lender to help me out with that. Um, so I had to create a business plan, um, and then I had to present it to lenders and say, hey, I wanna open a fitness studio. It's the middle of the pandemic. All the fitness studios that are here are currently closed. How do you feel about backing me on that? Um, so that was that was a challenge in and of itself. Again, something I didn't know how to do. I had never wrote a business plan before, nor talked to a bank about any of that. Um, then I had to find a space. I had to find a broker, and then I had to convince a landlord to take a chance on me. Um, not having a recognizable brand, like an Orange Theory or something that they knew, um, that was another a feat to overcome. Um, after that, then building out the space, uh, that's been a other unique challenge that uh, I didn't foresee being as challenging as it is. And then here we are two years later. Right. How's the build out been, like in the process of it? It's been a learning process for Thank sure. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely been a learning process. It's been fun to see your vision come to life. Uh, essentially had a gray box with no walls right. that I saw it coming together a certain way and it's exactly how I envisioned it, which has been really fun, but getting from point A to point B. I've always wanted to do a physical space um, and watching some of my closest friends do it. it it's the same, it's like, well, I've got four walls and now I'm going to go figure out the rest. You yeah. know? And it's been interesting because, you know, it's like you're calling in all these different contractors mm -hmm. and then you're starting to kind of like weigh in all the different uh, estimates and you're like, some of you aren't really aren't aligned. And then, oh, you, yeah. you know, and then you're seeing like how people are treating you and then like, you know, right. it's the whole, oh, this is your first build out. Yeah. Um, here's the bill, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I watched one of my best friends go through it and uh, literally shy of like him throwing somebody out of like the building. <laughs> like, well, that's comforting because you know. it's nice to know that you're not alone. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, so far, 100% of my friends that have done it have all experienced that, you know, that because it, they were doing it from scratch, but they just, they were critical thinking enough to be like, I want to get multiple estimates. I want to, I want to understand the process. Yeah. Which is smart. In everything. I think if you're trying to understand the process, you're at least thinking and creating through it versus I think sometimes the impatience of a lot of people comes up of like, oh, I want to get to the result mm -hmm. so I can open, so I can make the money and do right. all these things. You're like, no, 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 no. Like, this is your vision. Yeah. This is your vision. It's part of the journey. This right. This is part of the fun. Right. And that's what I constantly remind myself is that uh, two years ago when this was still just a vision, yeah. this is where I wanted to be, right? So in, in the times where it's a struggle and it's, I want to pull my hair out. I I always try to think back like you're in it though. Like yeah. you get to be here. Like you get to build this the way that you see it. Um so so I constantly try to look back and and be grateful. It's freeing. <laughs> you know. It's yeah. freeing, right? It is. It's yeah. very freeing. Yes. You know, um seeing what uh some people go through when it's not their vision mm -hmm. and they have to play within 
another person's vision or even other infrastructure that's legacy institutions, legacy yeah. corporations, legacy stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually get anxiety just like, you know, seeing what they have to go through often because um, even affecting change is different. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. it's like we may go through that many more um, obstacles, but I feel free all the way through it. Yeah. And it feel and I feel accountable and I feel responsible and I feel uh, clear and directional. Like it actually brings more of the things that we want, the marathon of life, you mm-hmm. know, that freedom. Yeah. Right. I love that. You know, absolutely so, love that. Um, what is a typical day for you like from start to finish? You know, and the reason why I bring this up too is because I think about a lot of people who are listening who, again, either they're accountants, lawyers, doctors, engineers, or just working, you know, or working retail or working would anything that's like, you know what, I have a call for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like now that you're on the other side, <laughs> you're on the dark <laughs> side, you're on the light. Yeah. No, you're in the light. Like what's a typical day like for you? And like from, you know, getting up to, you know, going to sleep and, um, or at least what, what has it been like for you? Um, Every day is different, which is the beauty, right? As (laughs) entrepreneurs, uh, we wear so many different hats. And I think that was a big draw for me to embark upon this was um, I love the challenge and I love dabbling in all these different areas um, from like learning how to build a website to marketing to construction and architecture, um, all of it. So so it's, of course, you don't know all these things going in. Uh, You learn them as you go. Um, so a typical day these days, it's very studio focused on getting the studio doors open. I'm I'm there, I'm present in the construction space, overseeing everything. Um, I do see private clients too uh, that I train at their homes uh, while the studio's up and uh, getting ready to open. Um, so I, I wake up pretty early, 5.30 in the morning most days. Um, and here in Arizona, that's a little bit easier to do, I very. think, right? It's, it's nice out, it's, you're not fighting the, the inclement weather, you're not shoveling your car to snow. Um, so it makes it a lot easier. So I'm up at 5.30 in the morning, um, usually see clients, cause that's prime time when people wanna get their workouts in, see maybe two or three in the morning, and then I head over to the studio, do what I gotta do there. And um, <laughs> these days I've been there pretty late, uh, get out of there probably around 8 p.m. covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> and then rinse and repeat, do it the next day. Uh, I do try to get my workouts in as well. Um, challenging when you're a fitness instructor, right? So like we're very focused on other people, but um, as I've learned throughout the years is it's important to focus on you and also get that in. Uh, so whenever I can fit that in, that happens. Um, and then uh, once the studio is open, a lot of my days are gonna be spent there. Yeah, they already are. They already are. <laughs> you know, I love that you bring up health. Yeah. yeah. Health first, always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. You got to make it a priority. Hey, fam. Quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness, and personal fulfillment. As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe. MattGoddessman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. 
And also, please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's someone you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram. As I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it. It ends up affecting everything else Mm -hmm. completely from clarity and focus to um, an energy. Yeah. You know, to... um, being comfortable and like endurance with all the things that kind of come at you. I don't know. I find that it really grounds me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, health comes first. And I find that um, I can actually do more in less time than I ever had before. Which yeah. Is, sometimes it freaks me out. Like, I'm like, how am I using, how am I doing? I mean, I still maximize the time because I'm like, oh, let me jump out ahead, you know, <laughs> on certain things. But I have found that um, health and prayer and meditation like have, have like put me into a, a place where it's like it's easier than ever before i actually i even my decision making everything's like fast yeah. it's yeah. fast i mean i it's, everything's an executive decision if i yeah. see people not making decisions i'm like can i may I? you know i, I <laughs> got I you in. it's all good i got you i'll take care of it no yeah. that's absolutely true i always find like i'm a better person a much happier human mm. and more productive if i if i take care of myself first right. um so if i could get that in first thing in the morning that's ideal right. it just like sets the tone for the day and the older I get, I realize like fitness isn't just about the vanity, right? Like it's sanity, right? Yeah. It helps with everything health yeah. and fitness. It's true. You know, um, the, the vanity part, I think, is like the byproduct, the yeah. internal systems, mm-hmm. like treating the body. It's a vessel and it's housing your soul. And once I started really, it's like I was never, I was never really out of shape. But like it wasn't until I looked at it as like, I want to have this machine take care of me in every way, shape, or form. Current for at the time, you know, when I started for me as an entrepreneur, but then future for wife, family, community, world. Like mm-hmm. if we show up for ourselves and we're taking They'll care show up of for them, yeah, like you can run the marathon even stronger. And like you don't want, I don't, I wouldn't want anybody to have to worry about the burnout of like, and especially if, if others rely on you in a healthy way, healthy way, mm-hmm. but, um, and you're running a marathon, like a team. I mean, like yeah. if, if, if Michael Jordan wasn't constantly as like my go-to, like if Michael Jordan wasn't, <laughs> you know, always healthy back then, like Scotty Pippen and the team would be like, right. you know, what are you doing? Like, this isn't going to work for me, you know, or vice versa. So yeah, I love that, that right. mentality around it. When did that shift happen for you? Uh, thank you interviewer. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I'm curious. So it sounds like this is a fairly new revelation. Yes and no. Um, I think it was like it, start, it first started eight years ago. Uh, my father checked me uh, in a. We were coming back from Europe, um, and I was heading for divorce. And my um, so we went as four. We came back as three, and we were in the airport. I think it was in Vienna. And my father's like, "I love you." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Bronx, New York guy, like lawyer guy. I was like, you know, I mean, he's a very loving man, but I was like, oh shit. Like if he's starting off with that. And um, he said, um, I love the way you take care of everybody. I love the way you take care of the world. I was like, yeah, he goes, I'd like to start seeing you take care of yourself. And I think it's time you run your race. And I don't know how much longer you can go, 
uh, if you don't. Wow. And it hit my soul, it hit my gut so hard. So that was the first part. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second part was, you know, in seeing that he was going to be passing soon, mm-hmm. uh, three or four years ago. It started about four years ago in terms of um, before I, you know, I knew I was going to turn 40 in a couple of years at that point. And I was like, you know, I felt it's an energy. You just feel it differently. Something's happening internally. And you're like, I want to change my approach on everything because how I'm running back then is not going to it's not going to work for me in where I'm going into the future. I can feel it. It's an energy. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it started to really change for me. And I started thinking about first, it it took a little bit of time to get the advice of um, how do you how do you view your time? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, An old mentor of mine told me to audit my schedule for seven days, like literally just actually like every hour on the hour journal what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. It took me about two and a half years to actually do that to finally (laughs) do it. And then when I did it, Oh my God, it was eye opening. I'm sure it was bad. It was really bad. We do have enough time. Everybody has to stop with that crap. Like we do have enough time. It's just about what are we doing with that time and how are we really designing our day? Mm -hmm. And so to be efficient. Yeah. And so I think, so that was, so that was the second part. And then with the, the passing of my father and I was really just thinking about health and, general and I was like all the things that we're not taught in school and all the things that are innately good for us that are not brought to our attention are the things like we can actually let go and we can actually put our health first mm-hmm. and we can actually sit and pray and meditate and then like and slow down to speed everything up we have been taught otherwise and everybody is so busy and running around and doing all these things and it was very hard to like my my nervous system it was interesting. It was like I was always battling old self and new self. I'm like, why am I nervous? Yet more more outputs happening in less time. And it was just this dance of like, oh wow, we're not taught this. Yeah. And there's a better way of doing things. So systems became like my whole thing. Mm-hmm. The body, the mind, businesses, systems everywhere. And it was weird to become known as like a systems guy because I'm like, no, I'm a creative, like visionary type. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're the systems guy. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm the systems guy. You know what? I'm going to own that. I'm going to own it. Yes, <laughs> you know, because, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just knowing that. Um, and I and I got very clear on my vision of my life. And I didn't want to be an island. No man is an island. I didn't want to be a solo act anymore. Mm-hmm. And so knowing where I wanted to go, I started building for it intentionally. I love that. And so everything was taken with that into consideration. Mm-hmm. So that way... You know, when you build for it. And I remember getting this like loop of an argument with someone who was like, well, how do you know what's coming? I'm like, well, because I'm preparing for it. I love that. And they're like, yeah, how do you know what's coming? I'm like, I'm preparing for it. We were having two different conversations yeah. and we're going on this like, you know, who's on first old like conversation of like, you know, this old comedic sketch. I was like, because I'm preparing for it. He's like, no, but how do you know? And I'm like, because uh-huh. I'm preparing I'm for it. it. Yeah. I heard this really cool <laughs> quote. Uh, I recently read Matthew McConaughey's uh, the green, green Lights. Light, yeah. and, and one of his uh, quotes in there is, the target seeks the arrow. Yeah. So you you create the target, right? Yeah. And, then, and then what you're trying to attract then yeah. is to you. And then if you pair that with your soul, with your intuition. Right. You know, so the intuition is like, I know. I know because I feel it. They're like, yeah, and I'm like, well, I would be disrespectful if I wasn't actually like preparing for it. Mm-hmm. So we have that responsibility, right? Of like, I got to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then it definitely separates out the um, the the laziness or the um, waiting to the last minute, you know, or the, the procrastination, all of that stuff. You, it, it just moves differently. So yeah. 
And I needed that. And so I think it was like, a, okay, from 40 to 45, here's what I want to do. This is my goal. And from 45 to 50, I'm going to optimize it. And so 40, 45, it's, it's been what's going on with a lot of flexibility in there. It has to be flexible. Yeah. Because like we don't know what we don't, we don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know, you know what's coming our way. Right. Absolutely. So those were, I think those were like three vital changes. And it you know, all revolved around my father now that I think back about that. So <laughs> well, thank you for the, the therapy. Yeah. 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 Well, he was such a good man like that. He was just a very, you know, he's always, he was an entrepreneur. He always had his own practice and always had his mm -hmm. own businesses and things like that. And sometimes we need someone to be outside ourselves to point things out a lot like of that, times right? a lot of times i need my circle keeps me accountable for everything mm -hmm. so even if we were if i were to complain about something they'd be like mm -hmm, i understand yeah. what role did you play you know like that's 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 who <laughs> i'm around yeah, yeah they'd be like well good. what role did you play like how do you think you got here and i'm like son of a okay <laughs> fair you know what decisions did we make that got us here basically right those so, are good friends yeah yeah um what about discipline how is that because you clearly have discipline for health and I've always been a, a believer that if the discipline for health is there, you can apply that to anything. I agree. Yeah. Right? And then that's another reason why that's such an important component to my day. Um, I, I, I feel like it, it, it does teach you that discipline in other aspects of your life. Um, so especially being an entrepreneur and having people that are then uh, relying on me, it's me, right? Um, there's no one else that's going to deliver. So, um, you have to be more disciplined. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. What does that look like for you? Because I think, we, you know, we hear discipline all the time. I mean, I heard it from like, you know, the Jocko Willinks online, like everybody for so long. And it wasn't until I actually had a relationship with it. I'm like, oh my God, is this what this is? Yeah. I realized it's freedom. Yeah. I had no idea that it's the most freeing thing to do because you are like, you're actually doing the activities that push everything forward like there's clarity in it and there's there's um direction in it i love that you know i love that that's so, a really cool way to put it well you know at first okay i think i think it got a bad rap and i get it i think discipline is boring yeah when it's for the things that don't light us up mm -hmm. or that we're not naturally curious about when they're for things that we are constantly curious about and constantly wanting to build, yes, there's times that it sucks, but you're like, mm, but I can't stop. Right. And you don't even know why you can't stop, but you know it's because it's tied to something that you're still figuring out, but it's like, you know, it's I not, think, right? Yeah, I think discipline is similar to consistency, oh, right? So, yeah, it is. so <laughs> <laughs> I talk about that all the time. I love Do you. I love you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, so consistency is very important. I think yes. that's one of those things that I've, known but have also recently more discovered over the last two years embarking on this journey is you're more likely to get results from being consistent every day and doing a little something even if you don't feel like doing it you you do it anyway and that's where you're talking about discipline and you're oh. more likely to drive the results from that a hundred percent a hundred percent i had i was i was trying to find it was like um Decisive discipline is a love language, or no, consistency is a love language. It separates the opportunists, right, uh -huh. um, from the committed. Yeah, and you love and it. you can see it. You can like you can feel it. Um, consistency and commitment is like how we receive mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, you know, um, and can we keep ourselves long enough, you know, in the belief and in the vision to like experience the recept you know receptivity of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what, um, if our minds get in the way, but our, and I, and I give it up, I think minds can get in the way if we're not 
kind of clear on why we're doing something in the first place. Absolutely. Or tied to the soul, right? Yeah, why is so important. It's everything. What What do you think has been parts of your why of like, I mean, obviously this just resonates with you and it's been resonating with you since you were 15. Yeah. So it's, uh, and somebody asked me the other day and I'd, I'd love to get your take on it for you. Um, like what were the clues? Like what, when you're, if you're looking back connecting the dots, you're like, wow, it was always there. Yeah. Right? It's true. I think um, part of the reason why I was, drawn into law was because I, I wanted to advocate for people that couldn't advocate for themselves. And I think I found that in fitness in a way that I could share my passion for it. So it was something that I found very fun. Um, it was a way to advocate for people in their health journeys, in their maybe mental and, and spiritual journeys. Um, and it was just a different version of Serving. advocacy or yeah. service, as you say. Yeah. Serving for sure. Yeah. You know, you were, uh, um, I love that fact that you wanted to get into law for mm-hmm. advocating for people and justice and mm-hmm. like, you know, seeing that, that was kind of it for me. It was like, um, I realized that I had this weird relationship with justice, like, you know, making sure that people were, um, treated fairly um, yeah and so and then and uh, now looking back and I, I still think it's that but i think what has changed is the like, oh like um what are they how are they how are they showing up and how can you help them on the journey of showing up for themselves mm-hmm. and i think in health yeah it's a very um and people have like that's a big thing right your clients have to be in it mentally mm-hmm. they have to be there mentally because you probably get a lot of people who want to start and stop Absolutely, yeah. And what what do you, what's what separates the two the people who just keep going? Obviously, I mean we know it's consistency, but like what what's happening? Do you notice? Is it just some people are um, they like the idea of it, but um, they're not connected to the why of like for me it was really it was about the health. I wanted that internal. I wanted my gut health to be the best ever. Yeah, I knew it was gut health for me, and yeah. in a few areas, I knew it was affecting brain fog. I knew it was like I had very little bit of psoriasis. Like I knew it. Like I was like, this is gut health. Wow, and it's pretty amazing that you intuitively felt well, like your gut. That I had a holistic one. mother growing up who like uh, did not believe in the medical system. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and she was like, "You'll see one day. You're gonna be, be so happy. thankful." You took all these prebiotics, everything. Yeah, 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 everything. <laughs> like I, back then, it was like um, you know echinacea and like uh, flaxseed oil, which was horrible. <laughs> like all <laughs> it this does stuff. Not taste good. No. And then uh, she's like, "You'll see one day. You'll see. You know, you'll see." And this is like thirty some years ago. Now I'm like, "Wow, are you living in a time where you're like so easily accepted?" sort of easily accepted, you know? Um, so that, that, but just, uh, and all my friends around me, um, like a third of them have health and wellness brands. And mm-hmm. so they would talk about gut health and mm-hmm. I didn't realize the gut, you know, it makes sense, gut intuition, gut can inf- it, like affect, it can block us spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, financially, anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was like, we're gonna start there. Wow, and that turned right? things around. Everything everything i mean like even um you know again clarity isn't just clear on vision it's also thought mm-hmm. and it's um uh communicating and it's decision making and it's uh everything it's all these you know principles and values and all these things that we talk about whether with ourselves or with you know another or with community or whatever it might be yeah so it made sense like oh wow like why aren't we focusing more on gut health which you know that's a probably that a topic on a yeah, we'll, we'll do a second <laughs> we one. Go yeah. all. 
but podcast on gut health. Yeah. So have you, you know, have you noticed, are there, you know, clients that are just like, no, uh, and we talked a little bit about that before the show. What was that for me? It was just like, no, this is a lifestyle and everything good takes time. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I, I think that's the beauty too of group fitness is yeah. it's fun, right? Yeah. We're not just, we're not going to the gym and we're not like having to self start ourselves. I think that's really yeah. hard. And I, I, learned that about myself during the pandemic when everything was shut down. I wasn't getting the access I wanted to my group classes that I would regularly go to. I wasn't able to really self-motivate as well. Um, so I, I always believe that group fitness was coming back. Yes, we were all working out online. We were subscribing to Pelotons and, and all those channels, but it was hard for me to like get motivated at home. Yeah. I had my, my bike at home. I wasn't going to hop on it and get as good of a workout for 45 minutes that I would at a group class. Um, so I always believe that that was going to come back because a lot of us are motivated by yeah. that. So I think that in the group setting, um, there's more consistency. I think people view it as something that's really enjoyable. Um, and I think what keeps them coming back isn't necessarily the workout or uh, the results that they're going to get from the workout, but the community that's mm -hmm. going to be around them yeah. and rallying for them. Um, so I, I always, I always believe that fitness is 90% not physical, right? Or, or group fitness, I should say, and what we're doing with these classes, 90% of it isn't what we're achieving physically from it. It's more like the community and, uh, what you're getting from that. I'll, I want to come back to that. Talk about Legree. Legree, yeah, yeah, I would love Let's to. Let's talk about Legree. Legree is amazing. Um, it honestly was the workout that I I did once and was like, whoa, <laughs> what is that? Explain to everybody who's listening. Yeah, so so Legree is, is often confused to be Pilates because it, it does look similar to Pilates. There's a big machine called the Megaformer that you perform the whole workout on. It looks like a medieval torture device. And that's what most people say when they see it. It's big, it's black and red, very intimidating. Um, so, so people often think it is Pilates. However, it's uh, better described as a strength training workout. Nice. So everything that we do on this machine is a version of a plank squat or lunge. Nice. Nice. Full body, but very core centric. Perfect. So you're going to get uh, a Just core workout for the solid 45 minutes of the workout. Um, so I walked into my first Legree class thinking I was walking into a Pilates reformer class, which I loved at the time. Um, but I got my ass handed to me and I was like, what is that? I need to do more of that. And that's where I actually got my intro into teaching was I was so obsessed with the method that yeah. I needed to be around it all the time. Um, so six months into being a client, I then became certified to teach. Um, I was teaching what started as like two classes a week. Again, it was a side hustle. It wasn't my full-time gig. Um, just kind of snowballed because I was clearly like in love with it and wanted to do it all the time. Uh, turned into teaching 15 plus classes. Oh. I love that uh, even when you talk about it as a side hustle, because that's a, that's another route for people, too, is that, you know, you don't have to you're not just jumping ship. You're yeah. transitioning from the dock. Yeah. <laughs> if you well, will, you don't have time. to be one or the yeah, other. You, you could be both, be both. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I love that you bring that up. And yeah, you know, it's interesting. I guess the, the pin drop I was going to say from a, a minute ago was that. What's been interesting is everything I didn't know about the body. And once you start learning it from that, it's not about like 
diet or like about exercise per se as much as like you learning about how the body works and then how it becomes like your whole state of being again systems guy systems always guy. thinking of things as <laughs> well, a system I, I didn't think about it then yeah and then um but as you know uh my trainer josh has been tra training me a lot about like muscle building i didn't know like certain things about the legs yeah and why the legs are kind of really you know what they do with the core and why the building of the legs how they support the body but actually how it shrinks other parts of like the body fat in other places i mean all these uh, for a guy at least yeah and it's just Don't interesting sleep on leg day all right no god <laughs> <laughs> this morning <laughs> so um but it's you know and then it's interesting because i mean i used to have like a knee that would always pop out um the the, the right knee no more it's done wow like, it's so done. you it's, strengthen the muscles yeah it's it, like yeah. muscle around it now like and i can i mean it's it's insane but it sounds like we got to get you on the mega former oh yeah no I, I want the challenge yeah i definitely want the challenge but I, i'm not going to talk shit because yeah. i don't want to like you know say anything <laughs> ahead of time then i'm like you Thanks. know yeah but, no, that, that's what I love about it too, is it's uh, a low impact workout, right? Yeah. So if you do have injuries, like you were saying, your knee. Um, not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> so you don't have yeah. to worry about it. But people that do, it's a low impact workout. Um, it, While it does look intimidating, um, it's fit for all levels. Mm. So you can come into class and, and take it as a beginner or a yeah. pro. It's always gonna challenge you. So having done it for the seven plus years that I've been doing it, it never gets easier. It's always, always a challenge. You'll never plateau from doing it. Um, and I, 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 I just love it so much and I can't wait to share it with everyone That's in Scottsdale. That's amazing. Uh, what's the expression? It never gets easier, you just get better. You just get better, that's right. Better. Yeah. And you don't want it easier because each new level needs a new um, challenge. Exactly. That's how you get better. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. So you've got this opening on uh, November 12th, Saturday, right. November 12th. Yep. Um, anything special you're doing for it that you want to share? We are doing um, a, a very small party <laughs> in-house. Okay. Uh, so the opening date is a Saturday. So we're going to have mm -hmm. two classes, an 8 a.m. and a 9 a.m. Um, we're going to throw a big party in the new year. So there's actually two concepts to the studio. The first one is Legree, and that's the one that we're going to start on November 12th. The second concept is called Versa Climber. So mm. I don't know if you've been on the Versa Climber before, Matt. Have you? No. So uh, it's, I don't think so. No. It's again, it could be intimidating. So people that know it are definitely intimidated by it. We're going to be doing uh, group classes. It's a vertical climber. So it's mm. stationary vertical climber. You're using your entire body. So it's a full body workout, a little different than the treadmill or cycling where you're using just your lower body. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> it, it's a phenomenal workout. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing group classes on that. They're 30 minutes long um, and it's interval training. So you're not going super hard the entire time. It's very much like a cycling class. The cadence is to the beat of the music. So there's gonna be lulls and then like, will maybe sprint or there's choreography involved. So it's 30 minutes of interval training, mm. awesome workout, complimentary to Legree. So we're gonna be rolling that out in January. So you can take classes in either Legree or Versa, and then we're gonna throw a big, big party. If you had to compare it to cycling and like soul cycle and mm -hmm. you know, the- Yeah, wow. and that's the background I come from. I was a cycling God instructor. Bless you. God uh, bless you. <laughs> I can't get into it. No, I, I, you know I've done it. That actually kicks my ass. Yeah. And no matter how much endurance, I try to get in ten to twenty thousand steps a day. So cardio is um, not your thing. No, it is though. Uh, but like, and I like I hike about two to three times a week. Okay. Um, and I do about ten to ten to probably close to ten to twelve, fifteen thousand steps a day. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's I like impressive. functional training. Uh huh. 
Well, I think that, that resonates with wow. you, right? So, I mean, yeah. and I see people in there. I'm like, holy. <laughs> I'm like, I think yeah. there's different styles too. It, uh, every gym has like their thing, right? So, so you're, you're talking about soul cycle where it's very much choreography based. You're doing pushups on the bike. So, I mean, yeah. so there takes some coordination. Coordination is not, not a problem. It's, I mean, it's intense though. Like for yeah. like, you know, especially when you go like faster than sore, or, or the resistance is harder and then you just, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, know. it's a workout. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I love it all. Like I, I, there's no workout that like I, I don't like, um, but these, these, were my favorites like through and through and I, they're both very complementary to one another so so i love the strength training and i love the cardio i can't wait to bring both where can everybody find out about um, the, the new studio the new where studio. can they find out about you online yeah so social everything uh body politic is the website it's body dash politic with a k.com uh we have all of our new member specials up there uh we're also on social media so instagram at body politics studio uh, Facebook as well, same, same handle, at Body Politics Studio. And then my uh, my Instagram's probably not as exciting. <laughs> I'm not as present on Instagram <laughs> okay. in person as I am for the studio, but I'm Aaliyah Covino. My name's super easy. Perfect, perfect. Uh, anything else that you know, you're excited about? I mean, you got these launches, so this is mm -hmm. amazing. Any, any, any other parts of the launch that you want to share or that's pretty much it. that's enough right now yeah so so for anyone that's coming in for the first two weeks that we're open we're mm -hmm. doing 15 dollars drop-ins um so that's always going to be something available if it's your first time at the studio it's 15 dollars always Amazing. but for the first two weeks that the studio is open anyone can come in for 15 dollars as much as they want so i want people who are not familiar with the workout to become acquainted with it fall in love with it just like i did and uh Jazz what I what I heard was um, not get acquainted. I heard get addicted, and then they have to keep coming <laughs> back. And then, <laughs> that's the idea. That's the idea, and that's at least how that it is I good marketing. Uh, but no, I mean it's. I, I think I, I actually I love that um, uh, because I want people. I want the barrier to entry low for people. Yeah. So they can discover. Yes. And then once they're in, you're like, if you like this, great. Then you can keep going. And if you don't, that's okay too. I'm right. a big fan of like, yeah, just let them see for themselves. Yeah. And yeah, especially when it comes to health and fitness. Yeah, I, you have to be stoked about it. Right? Oh yeah, you really do. And uh, not not the um, necessarily the doing the work because it's all going to be work no matter what area you choose. Mm -hmm. But that it just it resonates with your style of like, yeah, this is how I want right. to you know do things, right? Exactly. I want I want more and more people just to like. God, just embrace the health journey. Just yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, so, this is me incredible. too. Yeah. That's the idea. Right? Well, yeah, and I hope so. And they choose Legree, right? That's right. <laughs> um, so body-politic, for anybody listening, B-O-D-Y-P-O-L-I-T-I-K.com, mm -hmm. and you'll see everything on there. Right. We're and located in Scottsdale, right off the 101. Super easy to get to. Um, 90th Street. Okay. So just south of Shea. Perfect. Yeah, we have some local Street. listeners. Yep. Yeah, we actually have a good amount of local listeners. Um, but for everybody that's living internationally, now you know where to go when you come to Scottsdale. That's right. Because I know you're all migrating here, by the way. You are actually all <laughs> migrating here. That's what it feels like. We know why. Um, but uh, <laughs> we love you. We love you guys. Um, so, Elia uh, Covino, you can um, uh, also find her online on Instagram, body-politic.com. And um, what was the Instagram for Body Politic? Body Politic Body Studio. Body Politic Studio. Okay. Yes. And also, I always welcome my guests on back for round two anytime you want. Mm -hmm. It's a journey-driven podcast, so yeah. there's going to be uh, always new topics. 
I'm was sure. never going to be done. I had somebody, <laughs> I had somebody once ask me, they're like, what are you going to do when you run out of content? I'm like, how? how? <laughs> I was like, I'm alive. I was like, I can probably do this until I die. Like, that's the whole point. We're living. Like, there's yeah. never going to not be something changing. Right. right? Yeah, so. it's definitely going to evolve and we'll be back for sure. This was right. so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, for everybody listening, Aaliyah Covino, please support. You can go to at Aaliyah Covino on Instagram, at Body Politics Studios on Instagram. Um, you know, if she doesn't get back to you right away, she already said she's not an Instagrammer. So, you know. <laughs> That's not true. I'm not for my personal account, but I will respond to your right. studio request. Go, go to the studio request. Go to the studio request. I'm very responsive in the DMs. Oh, Sure you are. <laughs> on, on, and as a business owner, we all are. We, yeah. That's that's really what it is. You yeah. Know? And because it is community, a business is community. Right. That's really what it is. So, and I love the fact that that's also what you're doing with the studio is like you're building community. Mm -hmm. um, that's and actually where body politic comes from. A lot of people ask where that name comes from, and uh, it, it's it's something I'm familiar with from my legal background. Um, body politic is. Uh, a term from ancient Rome, and they mm -hmm. would describe a city-state. I don't know if, did you mm -hmm. know this about? Oh, uh, I mean, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me see if it sounds familiar. Right. Um, so it's a group of people working together. Um, so I, I named the studio that because, like I said, um, that's, that's, I think, a majority of group fitness is we go there for the community, and I want it very much to be a community. So that that's where the name comes from, actually. That I did not know, yeah. um, but it makes sense, and especially in like ancient Roman times mm -hmm. and uh, ancient Greek and Macedonian times. Everything was about like moving as one, yeah, together, yeah. And it, like, and if one was weak, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a healthy way, like you know, <laughs> you know, just the like group you, you, would rise them the group, up, right? Yeah, the group has to rise together. Yeah. So, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It was Absolutely. so much fun. And for everybody listening, uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in every single week. And thank you guys for all the ratings and reviews. Uh, I really, truly appreciate it. Some of you actually recently reached out and said that you left a five-star review. Can you please also leave a written review? Yes, Apple actually cares, and they won't show me your five-star review <laughs> unless you do it. Um, and if not, I'm just grateful to have you as a listener. And uh, like I said, we crossed 7.2 million downloads. So I'm truly, truly appreciative of every one of you guys. And uh, I love having even, you know, uh, day one listeners, man, you guys have carried the show. <laughs> so uh, I'm always amazed when I actually been looking at the numbers recently and I'm like, where did those numbers come from? So I know that it's a lot of sharing. It's a lot of community. I appreciate you guys. For Aaliyah Covino, for myself, Matt Gottesman, for The Hustle Sold Separately, we are out.